Chapters 21 through 30 of First Clement, Robert's Donaldson Version. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 21 Take heed, beloved, lest his many kindnesses lead to the condemnation of us all. For thus it must be, unless we walk worthy of him, and with one mind do those things which are good and well-pleasing in his sight. For the scripture says in a certain place, The Spirit of the Lord is a candle searching the secret parts of the belly. Let us reflect how near he is, and that none of the thoughts or reasonings in which we engage are hid from him. It is right, therefore, that we should not leave the post which his will has assigned us, let us rather offend those men who are foolish and inconsiderate and lifted up, and who glory in the pride of their speech, than offend God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus Christ, whose blood was given for us. Let us esteem those who have the rule over us. Let us honor the aged among us. Let us train up the young men in the fear of God. Let us direct our wives to that which is good. Let them exhibit the lovely habit of purity in all their conduct. Let them show forth the sincere disposition of meekness. Let them make manifest the command which they have of their tongue. By their manner of speaking, let them display their love, not by preferring one to another, but by showing equal affection to all that piously fear God. Let your children be partakers of true Christian training. Let them learn of how great a veil humility is with God. How much the spirit of pure affection can prevail with him. How excellent and great his fear is. And how it saves all those who walk in it with a pure mind. For he is a searcher of the thoughts and desires of the heart. His breath is in us. And when he pleases, he will take it away. End of chapter 21. Chapter 22. Now the faith which is in Christ confirms all these admonitions, for he himself by the Holy Ghost thus addresses us, Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cried, and the Lord heard him, and delivered him out of all his troubles. Many are the stripes appointed for the wicked, but mercy shall compass those about who hope in the Lord. End of chapter 22. Chapter 23. The all-merciful and beneficent Father has bowels of compassion toward those who fear him, and kindly and lovingly bestows his favors upon those who come to him with a simple mind. So let us not be double-minded, neither let our soul be lifted up on account of his exceedingly great and glorious gifts. Far from us be that which is written, Wretched are they who are of a double mind, and of a doubting heart, who say, These things we have heard even in the times of our fathers. But behold, we have grown old, and none of them has happened to us. You foolish ones, compare yourselves to a tree. Take, for instance, the vine. First of all, it sheds its leaves, then it buds, next it puts forth leaves, and then it flowers, after that comes the sour grape, and then follows the ripened fruit. 
you perceive how in a little time the fruit of a tree comes to maturity. Of a truth, soon and suddenly shall his will be accomplished, as the scripture also bears witness, saying, Speedily will he come, and will not tarry. And the Lord shall suddenly come to his temple, even the Holy One for whom you look. End of chapter 23 Chapter 24 Let us consider, beloved, how the Lord continually proves to us that there shall be a future resurrection, of which he has rendered the Lord Jesus Christ the first fruits by raising him from the dead. Let us contemplate, beloved, the resurrection which is at all times taking place. Day and night declare to us a resurrection. The night sinks to sleep, and the day arises. The day again departs, and the night comes on. Let us behold the fruits of the earth, how the sowing of grain takes place. The sower goes forth and casts it into the ground, and the seed being thus scattered, though dry and naked when it fell upon the earth, is gradually dissolved. Then out of its dissolution the mighty power of the providence of the Lord raises it up again, and from one seed many arise and bring forth fruit. End of chapter 24 Chapter 25 Let us consider that wonderful sign of the resurrection which takes place in eastern lands, that is, in Arabia and the countries round about. There is a certain bird which is called a phoenix. This is the only one of its kind, and lives five hundred years. And when the time of its dissolution draws near that it must die, it builds itself a nest of frankincense and myrrh and other spices, into which, when the time is fulfilled, it enters and dies. But as the flesh decays, a certain kind of worm is produced, which, being nourished by the juices of the dead bird, brings forth feathers. Then, when it has acquired strength, it takes up that nest in which are the bones of its parent, and bearing these it passes from the land of Arabia into Egypt, to the city called Heliopolis. And in open day, flying in the sight of all men, it places them on the altar of the sun, and having done this, hastens back to its former abode. The priests then inspect the registers of the dates, and find that it has returned exactly as the five hundredth year was completed. End of chapter 25 Chapter 26 Do we then deem it any great and wonderful thing for the Maker of all things to raise up again those who have piously served Him in the assurance of a good faith? when even by a bird he shows us the mightiness of his power to fulfill his promise. For the scripture says in a certain place, You shall raise me up, and I shall confess to you. And again, I laid down and slept, I awaked, because you are with me. And again, Job says, You shall raise up this flesh of mine, which has suffered all these things. End of chapter 26 Chapter 27 Having then this hope, let our souls be bound to him who is faithful in his promises and just in his judgments. He who has commanded us not to lie shall much more himself not lie, for nothing is impossible with God except to lie. Let his faith therefore be stirred up again within us, and let us consider that all things are nigh unto him. By the word of his might he established all things, and by his word he can overthrow them. Who shall say to him, what have you done? Or who shall resist the power of his strength? 
when and as he pleases he will do all things and none of the things determined by him shall pass away all things are open before him and nothing can be hidden from his counsel the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament shows his handiwork day to day utter speech and night to night shows knowledge and there are no words or speeches of which the voices are not heard end of chapter twenty seven Chapter 28. Since then all things are seen and heard by God, let us fear him and forsake those wicked works which proceed from evil desires, so that through his mercy we may be protected from the judgments to come. For whither can any of us flee from his mighty hand? Or what world will receive any of those who run away from him? For the scripture says in a certain place, Whither shall I go, and where shall I be hid from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I go away even to the uttermost parts of the earth, there is your right hand. If I make my bed in the abyss, there is your spirit. Whither then shall any one go, or where shall he escape from him who comprehends all things? End of chapter 28 Chapter 29 let us then draw near to him with holiness of spirit, lifting up pure and undefiled hands to him, loving our gracious and merciful Father, who has made us partakers in the blessings of his elect. For thus it is written, When the Most High divided the nations, when he scattered the sons of Adam, he fixed the bounds of the nations according to the number of the angels of God. His people Jacob became the portion of the Lord, and Israel the lot of his inheritance. And in another place the scripture says, Behold, the Lord takes to himself a nation out of the midst of the nations, as a man takes the first fruits of his threshing floor, and from that nation shall come forth the most holy. End of chapter 29. Chapter 30. Seeing therefore that we are the portion of the Holy One, let us do all those things which pertain to holiness, avoiding all evil speaking, all abominable and impure embraces, together with all drunkenness, seeking after change, all abominable lusts, detestable adultery, and execrable pride. For God, says the scripture, resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let us cleave then to those to whom grace has been given by God. Let us clothe ourselves with concord and humility, ever exercising self-control, standing far off from all whispering and evil speaking, being justified by our works, and not our words. For the scripture says, He that speaks much shall also hear much and answer. And does he that is ready in speech deem himself righteous? Blessed is he that is born of woman, who lives but a short time, be not given to much speaking. Let our praise be in God, and not of ourselves, for God hates those who commend themselves. Let testimony to our good deeds be borne by others, as it was in the case of our righteous forefathers. Boldness and arrogance and audacity belong to those that are accursed of God. But moderation, humility, and meekness to such as are blessed by him. End of chapter 30